you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, I am live with Pat Lore, author of Own Your Square, or upcoming author of the soon-to-be-published Own Your Square, Grow Your Confidence, Influence, and Impact on Video. Pat is a TV journalist, speaker, video storyteller, coach, and soon-to-be author, and she is also the host of the CT Voice Out Loud, which airs on the ABC affiliate in CT. Is that Connecticut? CT? Connecticut. Connecticut. There you go. In 2015, Pat directed and produced a feature documentary, Cancer, Seriously, which debuted to a sold out theater. Pat, I know you've done a lot of things on TV. You're big on video and helping people build their personal brand. So I'm excited to dig into all of that and just really great to have you on this show. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Andy, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so good to have you on. And since you're all about helping people do things on video, I thought we would do this live on video. We're live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, if For anybody watching, tuning in live, if you have questions, comments, feel free to drop those in the chat. Um, Pat, you've done a lot of interesting things. I want to start with your story. You know, What does your background look like? How did you get to where you are today? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, I kind of drifted like you did, Andy, a little bit. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do when I was going to go to college. First of all, I didn't even know that I was going to go to college. But then I'm like, I want to be an actress. And then, you know, when I thought about it a little further, and even though I did get into an acting school, I thought this doesn't really feel like me. So I went to college and I I was an acting major, but halfway through the year I said, nah, I don't think this is gonna be the right fit. So then I went to psychology and then I transferred schools and literally was reading the five cent cigar at University of Rhode Island, which is the school newspaper. And in the classified section in the back, it said wanted a radio announcer for WRIU, which is the college radio station. And I said, wow, that sounds kind of interesting. And then I got the gig and I said, I think I might be a journalism major. So that's how I kind of fell into uh, what I ended up studying in college. And then from there, it was just, you know, talk shows. And I decided, I think I want to get into news. So my whole journey began as a television news reporter way back in the day when TV was literally a square. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't a 16 by nine. It was a square. Hence, own your square. Own your square. Yeah. So, so I, I was in TV news for, for a bit and uh, for about six years. And then I got out of it because of an incident that occurred. And I started my video production company back in 1996. And uh, I've been doing that for many, many years. I love video production. I go all around the world. I interview people. I mean, in between, I've done, you know, documentaries. Um, I've hosted many shows. I was, you know, very busy in the dot-com era. I went all over to do stories on Silicon Valley in New York, Silicon Alley out in California. Uh, You know, so when I look back at my life, I've really so enjoyed all the experiences because I'm really into storytelling and hearing other people's stories. But what I did, Andy, in 2020 was I pivoted like everybody else um, 
and started telling my own story and started writing this book on your square to teach other people how to show up and be competent on camera because I have a very personal story about my rise and fall. Mm. <laughs> and I think a lot of us, you know, have these moments in our careers where we question ourselves, right? Yeah. So um, I, I want people to get back to that. Like when I was 22, I was a fierce person. Yeah. Right. But then somewhere along the way, we lose that fierceness in us. And I want people to hold on to being fierce because, Andy, we always doubt ourselves. Right. I'm tired of doubting myself. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. I so love now it. People to not doubt themselves and to show up authentically on camera and to not show up as the person that they think they should be, but to show up really just as themselves. Mm. I love that. And I want to get into how to build that confidence to show up on camera and why it's so important to use video to build your brand. Obviously you have a lot of experience there. Um, but I want to go back to the career too. A couple of questions. One is you've, it sounds like you spent most of your career interviewing other people, right? Before you started telling your own story. Um, and you've interviewed a lot of really famous people. I, I saw in your bio, you've interviewed president Clinton, vice president, Al Gore, Nobel prize laureate. Um, you said, uh, I Malala. Malala, Malala, yes. Um, what's, what's one or two of your most memorable interviews that you've done? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> you know what? I have to be honest with you. I think it's the everyday people. I think it's just the ordinary person because I'm, you know, I'm into just regular everyday life. Right. So I feel like sometimes when you get to that high level of celebrity or politician or super famous person, they're very messaged, right? And they're very uh, primed for what, what they wanna talk about, but it's not always necessarily the authentic version of what you wanna hear. So I revel and relish in talking to real people. We used to call them back in the day, the man on the street, you know? So anybody that has a compelling story to tell, you know, so, I mean, when I tell you I've interviewed fortune tellers, right? And I, I mean, I've done undercover investigations. I have mm -hmm. been in um, neighborhoods. I've knocked on people's doors. I mean, I've, I that, you know, they've lost their loved ones and I'm come mm -hmm. knocking on the door. I I have interviewed death row inmates. I, I mean, <laughs> I can't pin it down to one person because they're, you know, everybody has a different story. And that's a very important point, Andy, is that- right. A lot of people think that their story is not valuable or it's not, you know, mm. great enough or epic enough. And what yeah. I'm trying to teach people is that everybody has a story. You have value to add and to this world, your own story, and it needs to be told. And so, I mean, your story is so different than my story, which is different than the next person's story, someone that's listening. But we got to go back through our own stories and pick out what are those defining moments in life and how can I share those stories and help others? Let's talk about your story. Um, is you you gained all this experience doing all these great things, but you also mentioned that you had a bit of a, a you had a rise and you had a fall, right? A spiral. And, and many people have had challenging moments or falls or failures in their career, uh, but we don't often talk about it very much, even though that's what we can really relate to. That's what we really learn from. So tell me about your, what was your down, what do we call it? Your fall, your down spiral, your biggest challenge uh, in your career. Okay. So my very biggest challenge was uh, being on television, having to be live on TV and suffering from extreme stage fright and panic. 
And so nobody knew that this was happening. You know, I had this one moment that happened to me when I was a television news reporter. And what I did was I let that define me for over 20 years. It kept me small, it kept me hidden, it kept me afraid and fearful and not wanting to, uh, you know, be in the spotlight. And so what that did was it forced a different path for me. Now, I'm not gonna take back, like, I, I loved having my video production company, I still have it. I mean, I am a storyteller by trade and by heart. Uh, but it was a different path than being a network news reporter. And that's what I wanted to be by the time I was 30 years old. But what I did was I made this little tiny incident into a giant incident. And then I started telling myself, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, wait, I can't do this job. Oh, wait a minute. Who am I? I'm gonna, you know, who am I to actually be on television when I'm getting nervous about speaking? I mean, right. literally getting nervous about opening my mouth. Yeah. And it messes with your mind. But that was um, also the greatest gift, I think now in being able to express myself and tell that story and i tell the story in the book um, but it, you know this is like my covid comeback story because when covid yeah. hit i didn't even it was kind of like okay it's now or never it's now or never i'm going to get rid of this fear for good and if i don't do it now listen is the world for some you know, many months of last year it was like oh my god the world's gonna end like what's happening you know there's yeah. no toilet paper there's a, you know, no supplies in the grocery store. We, we can't get supplies in the stores, you know, airplane travel shut down. You remember what it was like, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we're just coming out of it. Like in the Northeast, we just started relaxing the rules over the last couple of days. So we're all sort of rebirthing ourselves right now and trying to figure out who we are. But what have we learned over the last year? Well, for me, what I learned was that it's time to speak up and tell my story because I need to help other people. I know there's other people out there suffering from not being seen and not knowing how to jump in. And, you know, it's, it's important, right? It's so important. And I was going to ask you, and by the way, I agree. Like, I think what COVID and this pandemic has created is a pivotal moment in time for many people in their businesses and their careers. Uh, I was, the table was turned earlier. I was being interviewed on a live show run by my friend, Joseph Jaffe, Corona TV. And we were talking about this and how this is such a pivotal moment. It's an inflection point for many people. And some people were forced into it by being laid off. I know many people who were laid off during COVID, during the last 12 months. Uh, and others, it's just a time to think and reflect and think, okay, what have I done in my career? Am I happy with what I'm doing? Or do I want to make some changes and uh, maybe do something different, maybe come out of this and go get a different job or start a business or pivot in my business like I have and like I think you have. Um, you mentioned that you overcame this massive fear of being on camera and there's kind of, even though that's what you were doing as a profession, you still had a lot of fear around that. You know, you're obviously not alone. It's like one of the biggest fears, right? Is public speaking or getting on camera in front of other people. Why do you think that is such a big fear for so many people? Why do you think so many people are so scared of getting on camera saying, doing the wrong thing? I think it's just that, you know, not believing enough and that fear of judgment. You know, it, I always, my incident of fear, you know, even though I've been speaking to a camera. So really when I speak, it's like, I don't even know who's listening. Right. So I, I never knew like, what do you think about and all that? I just spoke and I'm like, well, there's like thousands of people sitting at home on their living room couches, just watching me, you know? And I think that was okay. Cause everyone seemed anonymous, 
But all of a sudden, when I had people in a, when I was doing a live shot and I had all these people in this press conference with me, and there were all my colleagues, right? And all competitors and print media and, uh, you know, video news media. Um, and everyone started looking at me. And so now I was associating faces and names with the people I was connecting to. And I think it like freaked me out because I always thought like, I'm talking to like the masses. So, you know, it, I didn't personalize it. Right. But then I saw these people in this room and they're looking at me and I, I started getting choked up because I started feeling not good enough. And it brought me back to that place. Like in grammar school, when I was, you know, being made fun of, right. And the last one to be picked at sports and this and that, you know, this happens to a lot of people, but you start to tell these stories in your head. And I think it's just that fear of being judged, that fear of, um, you know, who am I to be the expert here? You know, what credentials do I have? And I have to tell you, you know, I've written, produced a feature length documentary. I've interviewed celebrities. I've written thousands of stories and I still look at myself and go, oh, wait a minute, but who am I to actually be the expert at this? Yeah. You know, why do we get to this point? Um, so it's something that I have to work on every single day when I wake up, Real but deep. I think it's just that fear of being seen and heard and like, wait, I thought this was just for like, you know, the news media or CEOs, right? But now everybody's getting in on this, this podcasting game, right? Or mm -hmm. having your own video show, your own media empire. And, and it, it's about time that your story is heard. So I, I think it's just, you know, that universal fear, fear of like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. So you mentioned something there that leads us into our topic of helping people get on video and, and build that brand that you said everybody is their own media empire or people who choose to be, right? You have an opportunity now you know, in the older, the old days, right? The days when you were coming up in your career, like if you wanted to be on video, other than like picking up a camcorder, but you wanted people to see it, like you needed to pitch somebody and get on the news or have somebody discover you or find you. Now anybody can start a podcast, a YouTube show, a YouTube channel, a live. I mean, obviously they'll let anybody do LinkedIn live because I'm doing it, right? Um, but, but you can, if you if you're willing to do it, whether you're scared or not, uh, everybody has the ability to do it. And yet still, I think a very, very, very small percentage of people do it. A lot of people are are scared or wondering why would I do that? Why would I wanna go out and put myself on video when it's one of the most terrifying things to me? So why do you want people to be thinking more about getting on video uh, to build their brand or their career? I mean, to me, you know, anytime you can bring yourself to life in 3D and, you know, you are so right about it. I mean, anyone can jump in and start their own media empire and station. And if you're not taking advantage of that, you're really missing out because video allows you to open up in ways that print just can't do it, you know? And so if you're able to be effect, you know, effectively speak on camera, if you're able to communicate, if you're able to be authentic and vulnerable and tell stories and, you know, perhaps even start a show interviewing people, people love to see that engagement. You know, what are, what are you really like? You know, you're one thing on a piece of paper, but you're an entirely different thing when you appear on video and people want that no like trust factor. And when you show up, it just shortens that cycle just like that. And, you know, people that are putting themselves out on video are going to get noticed more by their employers, right? By their managers. If you're an employee or an entrepreneur, you, you know, you don't have to be just an entrepreneur or a business owner. If you're an employee at a company, this is one of the best ways to get noticed, to get recognition in your company, right? If two people had the same uh, qualifications and skills and one had that, you know, video show, they're showing up consistently, putting out good content, showing up authentically, they're going to be 
ahead of the game because you know what people just want to see the real person and and you know print just doesn't do it the way the video does i agree completely and it goes back to you know a chapter i had in my book about the importance of building your personal brand whether you're doing it with video or anything else you mentioned you know two candidates with kind of going for the same job or client work or business whatever it may be um you know in some type of idealistic world the person with the more experience or qualifications is going to get that job or win that business but the real story is we know that's a myth that people with the best brand or reputation are going to get that job or that project or that business opportunity right and how do you build that reputation you know that's it's about what people think or say about you especially when you're not in the room and you can really influence that by sharing content on social media i mean first of all it's how you show up at work if you're in a job but sharing content on social media and sharing video like this people get to know you and i who we are right who is pat who is andy and seeing you know how we show up right yes how you show up and you know the more authentic and real you can be the better off you know i know a lot of people get really scared about wait a minute i should probably not talk about any of my shortcomings right but you just see that i told that story my fear story now if i kept that hidden i just wouldn't be as credible like i have lived i've walked through the fire i've lived you know through that fear and through that pain and i can help people because of it so it wasn't just that you know um i'm teaching this and have no point of reference i am literally uh, you know, walking the walk and and talking the talk and you know going through the motions um, by feeling the emotions and by talking about the emotions and being vulnerable. And I I really want to encourage people to be vulnerable when they show up on video because nobody wants to see. Like I I go through the phases of video right in my book. So you know we start out and we're in this like wide angle you know lens kind of commercial zone that's when your message is very marketing -y, you know marketing that's not even a word but it's you know it's it's like a commercial right it's words that you're putting out there that you want people to hear it's like kind of contrived but the more that you can zoom in and really get into the heart touch your heart connect with your heart connect with your why that's going to get people to like you to know you to really say Oh, that person is sharing a bit of themselves and I really applaud them for doing that. And I think it takes courage. And I think that it's worth every single ounce of effort you put into it. You've got to be courageous. You've got to be, you know, fierce. You've got to take chances. Yeah, chances 100%. are what's going to get you seen. I agree. If so you're, just Stella, you're just showing up, you're just being safe in the safe zone. You know, are people going to remember you? No. Because you know why? Because it's getting crowded, right? <laughs> this is becoming a crowded space. It, it is becoming crowded. And every single day, another person jumps in and another person jumps in and another person jumps in. So you got to differentiate yourself. How are you going to do that? By being authentic. 100%, right? You don't want to show up as anything else. And when I talk about in my book or anywhere else about building a personal brand, that it's really being intentional about how you show up in the world, but never showing up as anything other than yourself. I'm not an advocate of uh, trying to fake, you know, who you are. Do you really want to be authentic? And that means sharing vulnerably sometimes, you know, some of your challenges and fears as well. And I think people really connect with that. That's why I'm glad you shared that, that fear you went through. Um, so you talk about people really, you know, jumping in and showing up. For those that are have not really done much video, haven't posted, actually right before you got on, 
so such a coincidence. Right before we got on here, I was reading an email from a friend of mine that I'm in a group with who um, I did a presentation in this group recently about leveraging LinkedIn. And she said, I want to leverage LinkedIn more. I haven't posted at all. Um, I'd like to start using some video. Do you have any recommendations? How do you do that? So perfect way to answer her question for people listening to you going, yeah, I need to do this, but I am scared. I don't know what to do. How do people get started? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So, you know, you can get started in very small ways, right? By doing LinkedIn stories, right? Just uh, starting with little snippets of who you are. Talk about your values, you know, talk about what you're doing. Give a little glimpse into your personality. Show people a little slice of who you are. What are your likes? What are you, what's going on in your life? Bring us along for the ride because that's, you know, we, we want to sort of like get a peek into what's going on in your life. So why not start out with a little tiny story? And, you know, of course you can do that on Facebook as well and Instagram stories. LinkedIn has little stories, those little circles up at the top, start doing little stories about yourself, right? Or maybe you can even start a, um, you know, like a one minute, sort of like a tip, you know, a tip of the day. That's a super easy, safe way to get started and a very small risk. So, you know, in your industry, whatever industry that person is in, they can start, okay, let me think about, you know, a bunch of tips and let me release, you know, one a week. Okay. Tip of the week or tip of the day or learning moment and keep it short and concise, you know, one minute in out. That's a super easy way to get going. Um, you know, add value when you're first starting, you want to just keep it short, add value, get in and get out. And so those are really easy. Um, easy ways to get started. And then, you know, you'll get, you're going to get used to putting yourself out there and showing yourself. And then from there, you can progress to maybe something a little bit longer and really maybe come up with a series or perhaps start your own show, but you got to start and you've got to commit and you can't just go like, all right, I'm going to do it once. And then I'm not going to do it again because you have to be super consistent as you know. Right. So I have my show center square on LinkedIn actually. Uh, and Facebook Live and YouTube Live every Wednesday at noon. And I show up consistently for that every Wednesday at noon. And if I can't show up, there's been one or two occasions, I will replay uh, a show from the past because I want to add value and I want to be that person that is like showing up because you have to set expectations and you've got to put yourself out there. And, and another thing that I will say is you can start doing little videos on LinkedIn and sending them to you know your colleagues, to your trusted network as a message. Hello. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? Send a video instead of a text, right? Don't spam anyone, but send a video. There's another opportunity also on LinkedIn that you can use is in your, um, in your profile section, you can post videos. So if you want record a video and post it there, because you know, it's one thing to have like a resume, but why not put like an about me video or why not? Um, you know, if you've been interviewed, put that video down there in your profile section, because people love to see videos. And uh, it's great. It's free real estate. So you got you to gotta get going and got to get in on it. But I will say, practice before you do it because you don't want to do a video just for the sake of doing a video. You want to have a purpose and a point and a vision and what's, you know, what's the goal. And, and you don't want to show up looking scared or tentative because that's not going to help you at all. So you got you to gotta practice until you get comfortable and then go for it. Yeah. How do we get that practice? Is it, uh, do you think practicing on your own, just making videos that only you can see sending to other people, or do you advocate just starting to put some stuff out there? Cause I think at some point you got to just start putting stuff out there and see how it works. And then the reactions you get. And, and most likely 
if unless you're starting with a big audience, not many people are going to see it anyway, right? So you can still start small and see how it goes and keep getting better. It's true. I mean, but people freak out, I have to tell you. You know, it's one thing being in the safety of Zoom, right? Because when you're in the safety of a Zoom meeting, that's like your little protected area or group, or if you're in a LinkedIn group or a, you know, Facebook group. But once you start to put yourself out on the big, you know, on the web, right? Out to be seen by everybody, it can be a little intimidating, even if only, you know, a handful of people are seeing it. Um, so I always say getting an accountability partner really helps. Um, you know, you can join a mastermind. I actually have an online course that I created a year ago uh, where I have a four week training that brings people through, uh, you know, how to connect on camera, you know, getting over your mindset and your presence and, you know, how to connect, how to be authentic, how to master your energy, your brand, how to use props, how to speak, you know, language. Uh, what do we do with our hands? <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of things that go into it. But you know, I don't teach people how to be a presenter because I'm just into like doing it naturally and doing it authentically, but you should have a plan and a purpose. And, and it helps to get feedback from people and not just do it in a vacuum. So you can start small, you know, with the stories or you can get a accountability partner. You can record a video on your, you know, on your phone and send it to a, a friend and say, hey, did this seem like me? Did I seem like myself? Um, how do you think I came across? It can be very hard to judge yourself when you're first, you know, getting started. Like what I have to say, you know, I, I was a host for many years, a host, a journalist, um, an announcer. Um, and getting out of the announcing mode was one is one of the things that I'm most proud of is like, and I still am a host uh, and a TV host on some shows, but you know, the way I approach it now is not as a host is it's like as a person, as a real person. And that's what I want to kind of encourage people to use that. What I call coffee house connection, you know, you sit across from someone in a coffee house, you know, you want to connect like that. So you got to get some feedback. Um, Try to get an accountability partner and and say, hey, does this seem like me? Because you can't do this in a vacuum, you know. Right. And it is hard to judge yourself. Yeah, and you and like with anything else, like I tell my kids all the time, like if you want to get better at something, you you just got to practice, right? You need experience. And if you're really afraid of something, then you got to dive in. But you're not going to beat that fear until you start doing it, and that experience will start to build your confidence, which will give you the courage to do more of it. And you know, I started doing video on social media regularly probably three years ago and i know the first few times i was terrified right and then i kept doing more and more and i've been doing these live things for a couple of years now and i still don't know what i'm doing i've been playing around with some of the graphics in here while you've been talking um, I, i've noticed that that's kind of fun always, right always yeah just having fun always trying to get better uh and i love what you suggested about stories too so um for those listening if you don't you know you don't know what pat's talking about Instagram's a great place to go. LinkedIn now has stories. I think Twitter has stories. Uh, but I love doing a lot of Instagram stories. And the, one of the reasons why I love them is they're not permanent. They disappear after 24 hours. They're really made to be kind of behind the scenes look at your life, right? So that you don't have to have some formal, perfect presentation like you're on the, you know, the news. It's really just like a 15 second snippet of like what you did that day. And you can practice just teaching a lesson, right? In 30 seconds about what you, something you just learned by reading a book or an article or an experience you had, and then sharing that with other people. And then you can go back and look at it, try to with, try, hopefully with an objective eye, because I know you've probably seen this, Pat, a lot of people hate the sound of their own voice. And a lot of people um, can't stand to look at themselves even on camera, right? So maybe it helps to get that subjective or objective opinion from an accountability partner or friend, like, hey, I made this, what do you think? 
because you probably hate the way you look, but they might look at it and go, no, I thought that was pretty great. I love the way you shared this and the way you came across and you just need to bring a little bit more energy next time or whatever, and it, it's going to be fine. So um, that's a good reminder to like have somebody else look at it and give you feedback if you're willing to take it. Um, because I don't mind watching or listening to some of the stuff I've done, but I have friends that absolutely cannot listen to their own voice or, or watch their own video recordings. There's just something about it. So it, it's good to have that feedback. It's yeah, it, it is hard. People hate the way they look. They hate the way they sound. And, you know, but there's ways that you can improve those two things. Uh, not that you want to be someone that you're not, but of course, everybody always wants to look good on camera. So I have a light here. I frame myself. I have the, you know, camera at eye level. Uh, you know, I've got my laptop on a stand, so it's higher and I'm tilting down, you know, so there are certain ways that you can make yourself look better and, you know, ways to make yourself look not so great. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's true. We are our own worst critics with most everything that we do in life. And I have to say, like, if you're starting your camera journey, the, the one thing is like, get out of your head. Just please get out of your head. Because if you're in your head, that's that's a bad place to be. So I, you know, whenever I go through, uh, you know, I don't want to say trauma, but whenever I go through hard times in life, sometimes I just repeat the mantra, don't think, don't think, don't think. Because, you know, when you, you start to think about something and start that spiral, you know, it can just paralyze. You can, over, you can overthink it, right? Uh, yes, I, yes, I have been guilty of overthinking panic. Not anymore. I'm over it. I'm so over it. But Andy, the, the thing is that the fear is real. And I don't want to undermine that because the fear of public speaking is very real. And there are ways for people to get started. And I think that having gotten over this fear is one of my biggest personal triumphs in life. And I've accomplished, you know, I've done epic stories, but having overcome this fear and this obstacle, I'm just, I'm so glad that I'm, I'm out on the other side. <laughs> it's and so doing wonderful. great and helping other people, which is great. Uh, okay. Speaking of coming out on the other side, one more thing I want to ask you about. Uh, you did, uh, you produced a documentary called Cancer Seriously, right? So you have your own experience with cancer. Um, many people who have been following me know that I have just gone through my own journey with cancer, uh, testicular cancer. I was diagnosed back in October and uh, had surgery in November, at the same time I published my book and uh, just went through treatment the last few months and have just learned a ton. Um, so just tell me what what was the documentary and what uh, what has been your experience with cancer? So uh, the documentary is called Cancer Seriously. And what it did was it, it documented the lives of six women going through breast cancer, six women that were under 50, all going through breast cancer. And so I followed them around for about three to four years. And we went through their whole journey, you know, when they were first diagnosed to their chemo, to some of them went through radiation, um, you know, and other people had recurrences. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was uh, remarkable to experience just the sheer determination, the strength, and, and to really have these people let me into their lives was just, I'm so grateful for that. Um, and so we did that, followed them around. And then for a couple of years, it's sort of like, we're trying to find an editor and, and trying to put this whole story together. And so it sort of sat there for a while. And then we finally got it all together and it aired in 2015. But, you know, th this started um, back in, I think it was, oh my gosh, 2015, 
2009, maybe. So it was a very long journey uh, and it was very enriching. And I have to say that um, my heart goes out to anyone suffering from any type of cancer and the resilience and the strength. And, you know, I, I just, I really, Andy, like I am so amazed by you and your story and all that you're going through right now. And I've been thinking a lot about you because oh. think about the timing of all of that and, and you know, writing your book and getting the cancer and then, you yeah. know, you've gone through your treatments and now you're trying a different route. Like it's just, yeah. and it was fascinating to me because um, I had people that tried like the juicing and the natural and, you know, chemo and radiation mm -hmm. and all that. And everybody has their own individual story. And you know, what right. I learned was that it's not one size fits all, you know, it's, it's, everybody has to choose what they want to, you know, right. do what they feel comfortable doing, what they believe in. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I am a big advocate. And I, this may be my next book. We'll see when I get to it. But on really owning your health and you know taking a holistic approach when you are facing a health challenge, yes, absolutely go to the doctor, talk to the specialist, find the best, get a second opinion. But ask a lot of questions, take responsibility, look for alternative methods, just find out what is possible and what you can do, and then follow your own path, right? Follow what is right for you. So for me, I was looking for a more natural path. Other people would just go straight to exactly what the doctor said and start the chemo right away. Um, and that's not what this show is necessarily about. But, you know, going back to owning your career and owning your life, I know you're big on owning your mind, owning your presence, owning your set, owning your message, really taking ownership and being responsible. Um, I want people to take ownership of their health as well. And I, I love that you have you created that and you're putting that out there so people can experience and see what it's like and then they can make decisions for themselves. Absolutely. And you know what, when you can show up and <laughs> be in control of your own decisions and in your life, your career, your, your square, you know, how you're showing up in life, really, it's, it's, it's all like, how are you showing up? You know, what are your goals and how are you going after what you want in life? And how are you not sort of letting life happen to you, but take control of life. And, you know, that's what I've learned is that, I, you know, I have always been a person that when I, in my video production years and in TV where I'd wake up and the phone would ring and be like, can you be on the plane in 24 hours? You know? Mm. And so I was always sort of like going, going through life sort of like, oh, you know, not having any system or anything. And that's kind of the life of a storyteller, right? You, you sort of have to go where the story is. But um, one of the biggest challenges for me has been planning my life because I have never planned my life but it's mm. it's a it's a shift but it's um and it's a challenge but I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying having some sort of you know roadmap and because yeah. that will get you there faster right you're owning it and you're helping other people do the same and you kind of already answered the the last question I was going to ask you I always ask my guests you know my book and this show is called own your career own your life what does that mean to you and uh, you talked about that already. So I just want to give you the final word. What else do you want to leave people with that maybe we haven't talked about yet, uh, especially those that are thinking about really getting out of their comfort zone and getting into some video or building their brand to help own their career? First and foremost, I just want people to believe in themselves. And I want people to be reminded that, you know what, their story has value. And I used to rush through my stories. I remember I used to be at like parties and, you know, people would go around the circle and, you know, talk and add things. And I would, I would start a story and I would just fast forward to the end and it wouldn't make any sense because I was afraid of 
wasting people's time. And, you know, in, in the news, it was like, give me the bottom line, give me the bottom line, you know? So you're always thinking that people aren't going to be interested in what you're saying, but I want you to embrace your story. I want you to honor your story. And I want you to be able to tell your story because it will be a gift to you as well. So believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You can't rely on anybody else to do it. And, and why should anybody believe in you if you're not going to believe in you and believe in yourself? So I love that great message to go out on. Pat, for anybody listening that wants to get in touch with you, maybe work with you, where's the best place for them to go? Oh, they can go to ownyoursquare.com. And uh, there's a contact page there. And the book's coming out soon. So thank you so much for having me on the show, Andy. All right. Thank you so much, Pat. Ownyoursquare.com. And I know you can connect with Pat on LinkedIn and social media and stay tuned for that book to be coming out in June. Thanks again, Pat. Thank you, Andy.